3. I know you say Zechariah. I know you read that a whole lot. Zechariah 3. Uh, let, me, let me start. Um, Satan is a, is a very real thing. Everybody say Amen. Um, Satan has a couple of ploys that he uses. One, one is just fear. He, he tries to make us afraid all the time. But really what he wants us to do is he wants to paralyze us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he wants to immobilize us. He wants us to be, he wants us to shut down. And, and, and one thing that he uses to do that is guilt. Guilt and shame. Guilt is how you feel about something that, that's wrong or whatever. Shame is how you feel about yourself. All right. Amen. All right, so it's two different things. <laughs> to be guilty or feel guilty is to, to, okay, that was wrong. I'm guilty on that. But shame is I, I am that way. I mean, I, I'm really looking down upon myself. And, and so he uses guilt to paralyze us. Let me tell you guys something. I think that <coughs> uh, um, preachers or pastors or whatever you want to call jerks like me, uh, um, <laughs> they, they, we, get, we get put in too high a standard. Now, too much is given, much is required. Everybody say Amen. Amen. So my thing is, I am called to a higher standard. And everybody who, act, who stands in front of people and proclaims this stuff, you're called to a higher standard. That's just how it is. But yet still, the humanity of us still is there. Let, let me tell you guys something. I failed you guys miserably, miserably and I apologize. I, I, I failed many times in my life. If I, if I could really be transparent for a second, and we're just, we're family. Amen. Um, I was married to my kid's mom for 12 years. And then we, we, we didn't make it. I was married to Julian. I was with Julian's mom for almost 17 years. And, and, and we didn't make it. And, and, and trust me, in, in, in those situations, you, you feel... Even though I can look back and I can say, well, what I did right, I, I, still, I still take responsibility. Amen. Amen. I still take responsibility. Because, I, because God is saying that you are the one that I speak to and you are the man. And, and, and it doesn't mean that men dominate over woman, women, but it, what it does mean is I'm the responsible one. So whether it was my fault or not, I still take responsibility. And I go, man, that's twice. And then, and then, let me share something with you, though. It paralyzes you for a second, and it beats you up, but I got to say this. I don't feel any guilt. Amen. Amen. Man, I've I, I, I messed some stuff up, man, since, you know, I've been in ministry a long time. I, 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 was, I was thinking when I was in college, I was talking to a friend of mine in California, and we were, we were talking about the good old days, and and how, you know, we were doing violent faith and youth ambassadors and stuff. And that was probably the most fun I've ever had in ministry, by the way. And, and I'm like, man, I was only like 25 years old. I've been doing ministry a long time. Mm -hmm. And man, in that stretch of a long time, I have failed God miserably. Amen. What am I trying to say? Okay, well, I failed God. I know you failed God. So, but, but the beauty of it is God has, 
given us these things and the ability to get over these things and not feel guilty and not feel shame. Amen. Because Satan wants to come and he wants to paralyze you. Mm-hmm with guilt and shame that you can't even function. You can't, you can't say, you ever felt like, man, I can't even pray right now. Amen. You know, the, the church is up with the hands in the air and everybody shout, and you're like, I just can't get it up. I can't do that because you don't understand what I've just said or you don't understand what I was thinking or you don't understand what I did. And, mm -hmm. we, have, and we can't get, it's paralyzing. Mm-hmm. I failed you guys. I'm sorry. I try hard. I try, to, I try so hard to be the man that God wants me to be. I will tell you that. Everybody say amen. Amen. But I failed you miserably. And, I, and, I, and sometimes I think you guys deserve better. But then I had to step back and say, but wait a minute, God. If, if you always give victory, though. Amen. Man, I had an appreciation. And both my kids' moms was there. Amen appreciating me <laughs> so that means that though it didn't work out the way we would love for it to work out God still works those things together hallelujah hallelujah because both of them to this day love me dearly amen and I love them dearly also so therefore it's a situation but God did God still got victory everybody say amen 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 and we're great parents and who goes on vacation with their ex's ex? <laughs> well, because we get along that well. Amen. So, man, God still gets hallelujah. He still gets glory. See, see what God, what we, the world say is, is how everything should be is one thing. But then God says, but in those situations, in, in, in your life situations, it might not have turned out the way the world wanted it to do and the way you wanted it to but here it is. I got my purpose done. Here was my purpose. My purpose was to get you to get as close to me as you can ever get to me. Mm -hmm. I think about Job and I go, man, God, that was pretty rough. I mean, Job lost his family. Forget about all his money and everything. He lost his kids that he cherished the most. And God, I'm like, God, what was that? And God says, what? Job, first of all, he was serving me just because he was nervous. He was scared. He was was afraid he was going to lose everything. He didn't, really, he didn't really love me. Now he loves me. Amen. Amen. So your life didn't go perfect. But why are you guilty? Why do you feel guilt? Mm -hmm. See, there's, a, there's two types of guilt. I'm going to teach the Bible in a second. There is the guilt that comes from the adversary. And then there's the guilt that comes from God. Mm. And the guilt that comes from God propels you to, to repentance. Amen. And it's always done with love and it's done sweetly. Amen. The guilt that comes from Satan drives you further and further into a hole of despair. Yep. Drives you further and further down into the tomb. Yes, it does. Where you can't overcome, you can't pray. Oh, God knows you can't witness. Amen. You know, a lot of, man, me and Mike, we were, we were at New Life last, and, 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 and my, my, my good friend's church, his, their church has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Just people everywhere. I'm like, holy crap. And then one <laughs> is packed, and then they move them out, and then another one comes in, and they're packed. And I'm sitting here, and I'm going, man, that's a lot of people. Holy smokes and gee whiz. <laughs> 
thousands of people. And I'm thinking, but Lord, how many of them can stand in a fight? Amen. Yep. And then how many of them right now are paralyzed? Amen. See, and then it made me think, okay, see, our church, we have to do it the old school way, Amen. by discipleship, by living a certain way out there and letting people glean from that. And then we, we have to do it by having people watch our lives and then having them lead to Christ. And then we bring them, try to bring them to church. And that's tougher. But, but, and then, but when you create an environment of entertainment and an environment that, that's very present, you can just invite people to church, whether you're living right or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's always some kind of events or something going on that you can invite people to, so whether you're living right or not. But when you, when you got to do it the hard way, the, the old-fashioned way, the, 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 the slow way, the fisherman way, it's like, man, you have to be able to live a certain way. You got to be able to say the right things. You got to be able to witness the right way. And if Gilda sitting there and you sat in on your, you, you can't. Mm -hmm. Everybody's shouting hallelujah. You're sitting there. Because you feel guilty. Right now I got no guilt. I'm, I'm a flawed man. Hallelujah. I've done a lot of things wrong, everybody, but I'm sorry if you don't think I'm anointed on more, then it's your loss. I mean, <laughs> some people go, oh, no, I can't serve anybody who's, who's been divorced. When I go, well, cool, that means you let one less headache. <laughs> if you don't think I'm anointed no more, that's fine. I got no beef with that. It's your loss. Amen. So that means that if God still uses me after all the things that's happened to me, he still can use you. Yes, Lord. And that's his goal. That's his goal. Zechariah chapter, Marie, Zechariah 3 and 1. I, I love the story. Let me show you how Satan works. Go. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing right at his right side, getting ready to accuse him. Here's Joshua, the high priest now, standing before God, and Satan is standing right next to him, preparing to accuse him. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. He says, listen, Satan, because Satan says, wait a minute, wait a minute, this guy is flawed. <laughs> What do you mean high priest? He can't be the high priest. Hallelujah, somebody. Here's Satan standing there going, I'm right at his side going, he's not worth it. He's not worthy. He can't do it. So that means in the conversation that goes on in heaven about you, mm -hmm. obviously conversations go on all the time that we don't know about. Amen. Ask Job. Job was like, wait a minute, why are you guys talking about me? <laughs> so conversations go on all the time, and the Lord comes and says, I rebuke you, Satan. I hear what you're saying, but I chose this man, and, and, and it, it is not just this, this man, a burning stick that I snatched from the fire. 
He's saying, of course he's not perfect. Of course he deserves to burn, but I snatched him from the fire. Hallelujah. Now, snatching him from the fire has caused something to happen. Go, go ahead, Maria. Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes. Joshua's clothes were filthy. As he stood before the angel. So imagine Joshua standing in front of God so unperfect. Mm-hmm. Why is this powerful? I'm going to tell you why this is powerful. Tell you why this is powerful. Because in the Old Testament, God says, I want the priest's robes to represent my glory. Mm -hmm. So God gave them specific things on how he wanted the priests, especially the high priest, how he wanted their robes to look. Mm -hmm. I want them draped in gold and I want them magnificent. I want them to be the best clothing that you have. Mm -hmm. And now here's Joshua and Satan knows that. So now here's Joshua standing before the Lord, and then Satan's going, look at his clothes. Mm -hmm. See, sometimes Satan comes and he slanders. He, he lies on you for things you haven't done. Man, that day he's done me like that many times. Mm -hmm. The people really thought that I was a white beater, and I'm like, I know how to beat somebody. <laughs> somebody I ever had that I couldn't do on that individual. <laughs> Trust me, I know how to beat somebody. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Can't that? <laughs> but understanding that God is my protector. Amen. And my biggest, my biggest defender was the person that people said I beat. Amen. How better vindication can you get than that? The one who wanted to fight the most wasn't me. It was the one that they said I beat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sometimes Satan just lies on you. Mm -hmm. just, just to try to destroy you and paralyze you, make you non-effective for the kingdom. But here it is, sometimes Satan comes and he's right. You are dirty. Amen. You didn't do it right. You don't look presentable. Satan's standing there going, look at him. Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes standing before the Lord. And the Lord's looking at him and going, no, this is the high priest. And Satan's going, he can't be the high priest. I heard what you said about how a high priest should look and how they should be and what they should wear. And look at him. And, and Satan and God comes in and says, no, well, you got to shut up because all I see is righteousness. And I've just pulled him out of the fire. The beauty, the gospel message is this. You don't have to get yourself together to come to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Silly people say that. I got to figure out my life before I come to God. How are you going to do that? <laughs> you haven't been able to figure it out to this point. What makes you think you're going to figure it out now? Amen. It's like, man, you don't understand. God plucks you out of the fire. He plucks you filthy. You stand before the Lord with repentance in your, in your heart, and, and he forgives you. And he says, now you are mine. But wait a minute, I'm so dirty. I know. Amen. I got some tide. <laughs> I'll clean it up. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Man, me and Julian worked out yesterday, and Julian fell asleep on the couch 
uh, uh, Friday night, he was so tired. Because he went, got up early, went and played basketball. He, he was just toasted. I just covered him up. Me and Courtney just left him on the couch. <laughs> Funky! <laughs> so the next day we get up and he want, we okay, we got to work out. So we, Julian, me and Julian, we do our workout. And I'm like, Julian, that's a great workout. I'm so proud of your son. He's really working hard. I'm Amen. like, well, man, you stink. <laughs> man, you smell like a kennel. Because <laughs> you got yesterday's funk on top of today's funk. <laughs> man, you got to go get in the shower, dude. But did you hear me? I love you tremendously. I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. That's the father talking to you. Amen. Yeah, you're funky. <laughs> yeah, you're dirty. You got yesterday's dirt on top of today's dirt. That's the thing with guilt. You don't have this guilt about what ever happened back in the day. You got fresh guilt that comes too. Because you know what you said. You know what you did. Amen. You know what you thought. You know what you should have did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then guilt sets in, but it's the guilt that drives you to God, not drives you into despair. Amen. Yes, Lord. So here he is, Maria. Joshua's standing there filthy. Sometimes Satan lies on you, and sometimes he tells the truth. Go, next verse. The angel said to those who were standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Yeah. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin. I have taken away your sin, and, and I, will, I will put on fine garment. Amen. Maria, what does he say? I have taken away your sin. And I will put fine garments on you. So what she's saying is that God is saying, listen, I know you're filthy, but that's okay. Take that off and I will make you righteous. But where does it say that Joshua agrees? Mm. Think about it, Joshua's standing there hearing all this. Mm -hmm. And Joshua's sitting there with filthy, Joshua's not saying a word. He's not saying, wait a minute, uh, I know I'm dirty right now, but you don't, no, he's not saying anything. Joshua's hearing the accusations. Hallelujah, somebody. Mm. And then he's hearing the response and he says, take off these clothes. I don't care if you feel forgiven or not. Amen. I think one of the biggest things that a believer has to understand at the beginning of their walk is that you are actually redeemed by the grace and the mercy and the gift of God. Hallelujah. Not from your effort. Amen. It is not your effort that gives you salvation. It is Jesus that gives you Hallelujah. salvation. Hallelujah. It is not you're doing the best thing all the time and never saying curse words and never doing anything wrong that gets you salvation. It is grace and mercy that gets you salvation. Hallelujah. He says, I have taken away your sin. I did it. Yes, Lord. Wait a minute, you saying I'm... He said, you can't take it away. You, I, I'm the only one that can take your filthy clothes off of you. Amen. That's why he says he loved us before he, we, he first loved us, before we loved him. He, when you are yet in your sin, he loved you. Yes, Lord. So why are we so guilty? 
Knowing God wants to use you, but you can't because you feel so guilty. No, knowing God wants to speak through you, but you can't because you, mm-hmm. you feel so guilty. Man, I'm just, man, you don't understand. I don't read like I should, and I'm not praying like I should, and I'm not doing the things. And I'm like, man, man, first of all, okay, we'll straighten it out, but why do you feel guilty? Thank, thank God you feel the godly guilt that says, let's get this stuff together. Amen. Here it is, the, the, the woman caught in adultery. They bring, I don't know why they didn't bring the man, but they caught him in adultery, and then, and then Jesus stands up and goes, where are the people who accused you? Amen. And then he, he goes, well, I ain't accusing you. They're gone. I'm, not, I'm the only one here that can accuse you. Amen. So, why are you guilty? Why, why do you feel shame? And I'm going, man, Lord, some people might not think I'm anointed anymore. Huh? <laughs> Don't bother me none. I still, if I wanted to, I could be gone every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Running my mouth for Jesus. Amen. But wait a minute, what about all the things you've done wrong? I just said I could be gone every other weekend. <laughs> running my mouth for Jesus. Amen. In fact, I run my mouth every weekend for Jesus. Amen. And Emily said, but what about what the people think? I don't give a rat's butt. Hallelujah. What people think, man, I really don't. Amen. Because who I am is not predicated on what people think. Yes, Lord. Let me share this. And who I am is not even predicated on what I think. Amen. Maria, where are we? Five. Come on. Then I said, put a clean turban on his head. Yeah. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. The angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Now, wait a minute. Here it is. This filthy priest that they, the Satan's accusing big time is standing before the Lord, and the Lord comes in and says, Know what, Joshua? I get you are dirty. I'm going to straighten it all out, and then I'm take all that off. I'm going to put on the new. Take off the old. Put on the new. Mm-hmm. And then he gives them charge. And what does he give them, Maria? If you will walk in obedience to me and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you a place among these standing here. If you just do what I tell you now, I, I, I'm going to put you in charge of my court. You will govern my house. Hallelujah. But wait a minute, Satan's right. I'm dirty. No, you don't understand. Satan's not. Who's in charge, me or Satan? I love when God got upset with some writer and he goes, wait a minute, where were you when I created the world? Amen. You were nowhere around. Where were you when I made the stars? You telling me how it should be. Mm-hmm. See, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. But it does matter how you feel about it. <laughs> Amen. Because if you don't get how you feel about it together, you're paralyzed. Amen. Amen. And God can't use you for crap. And that's Satan's goal. Amen. Where are we at? Go. Listen, high priest Joshua, you and your associates seated before you, who are men symbolic of things to come, I am going to bring my servant, the branch. See the stone I have set in front of Joshua? He says, listen, 
Joshua, you are the high priest. And listen, your fellow priest seated before him, you are examples to show, you are examples to show what, I, what will happen when I bring my special servant, his name is Jesus, by the way. Mm -hmm. He's called the branch. Remember, mm -hmm. Jesus says, I am. All right, all right. And then verse 9 says, look, I put a special stone in front of Joshua. There are seven sides to it on the stone. I will carve a special, me special message on it. This will show that in one day, I will remove the guilt from this land. Amen. I'm going to remove the guilt from this land in a single day. Hallelujah. Losing football teams always go, you know, it's always next year. But what I'm telling you is, I know you lost. But in a single day, hallelujah. Somebody, hallelujah. God can spin your situation around. Amen. Hallelujah. One day. Yes, Lord. It takes one time to fail. It takes one time to be delivered. But what is it based on? If I feel delivered or not? No. <laughs> it's based on the fact that God says, I will take that away. Amen. So it doesn't matter how you feel, but it matters how you feel. <laughs> it matters how you feel about the truth of what God is saying. Every believer has to understand this. You didn't save you. Amen. Because you decided to come to church. Amen. Jesus saved you. Yes, Lord. So sometimes Satan just lies, and then sometimes he tells the truth. And the beauty of it is God's standing there going, Satan, I don't listen to you. Amen. I don't listen to you. I, I, I plucked them out of the fire. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. <coughs> I don't listen to you. And I don't listen to them. Hmm. <laughs> Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, Maria, let's go there. Having been buried with him in baptism. Okay, Having, when you were baptized, this is what happened. You got in some pool or water, and then you were actually buried. Come on. In which you were also raised with him through your faith. And then whoever has you in a pool, they, they dip you under the water, and they bring you back up. And it represents something. It represents the death and the resurrection. Amen. You go down a wet center, and you come up, I mean, a dry center, and you come up a wet center. Amen. Amen. Why is my phone going off? Everybody know I'm busy right now. <laughs> my football, these guys, why you guys out of church? I'm <laughs> <laughs> out the Lions already. <laughs> <laughs> and you ever get put on one of them chain texts? Yes. Where there's 17 people on this thing. <laughs> and somebody, some people get to their phone later. And they go, oh, and I got it. And they comment. And I'm like, that was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So when you get baptized, you're, it's representing the burial and the, and the resurrection of Christ. And in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, saying this, 
Then you were raised to life because you have faith in the power of God, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Amen. Raises you from the dead. So what does that mean? You come up resurrected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Read the next verse. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. So when you were dead in your sin and the uncircumcision of your flesh, meaning your flesh was ruling your life, God still saw good in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He still saw worth in you. I'm preaching way better than you guys know. He, he still sees the value of you. No, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. Amen. Amen. Sometimes your kids do so wrong and you're so upset. But man, you never stop loving them. You Amen. just can't help it. And you're evil. Amen. You're evil. Mm -hmm. So, compare us to God. Well, you can't. Mm -mm. So if I can come, if I can hug Julian, funky as all get back, man. <laughs> Do you stink? But man, I am so proud of you, man. You pushed through. That was a hard workout we did, and Julian was step for step with me, lift for lift. And I'm like, man, dude, I'm so, but boy, you stink. <laughs> and I can't help but think, well, God, I mean, times you hug me when I stink. Amen. Amen. You were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self. But God gave you new life together with Christ and he forgave yes, Lord. all your sins. And how about this? He forgives all your sin. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So who are you to stay guilty? Mm-hmm. Who are you to determine that? So why do you, why are you why do you feel so guilty? The remedy, the remedy for guilt is forgiveness. Amen. The healthy guilt that drives you to Christ and says, man, that was so wrong. And I always tell people, when people call and they go, man, I'm struggling. I'm like, good, that means you're still in the fight. Amen. When you stop struggling, you're done. Yep. You're done. You're done. I was telling, I was telling Ed and Clay, and I, I said, man, we got two suicide phone calls this, this week. Two. And usually, I've gotten a lot of suicide calls, but they're not really suicide calls. Mm. I know the difference. Right. I know when somebody needs attention and they're screaming for help, and when someone's really saying, man, I'm on the edge. Yep. Amen. And I was talking to this woman, and I won't go into all of it, but man, she's like, I don't know how I got here. <clears throat> Going through a divorce, now I'm living with somebody, I don't know. She's like, Pastor King, I don't know how I got here. I just, I, you know what, in my life right now, my family just isn't helping at all. They think I can't even pray. They don't even, they encourage me not to even pray because of my life. God is just so disappointed with me and I'm crying and I'm scrawling and, and I go, you're thinking about killing yourself. She goes, yes. Hmm. And I had to just remind her of something. What God says. Amen. Amen. 
Misery loves company. And I always look back and go, man, I've done some crazy things. But man, David really did something crazy. <laughs> yes, he did. You got a, you got a man who kills and you can take his chick? Mm-hmm. I think about Moses and I go, man, I've done some crazy things. But Moses killed someone mm-hmm. out of anger. I think, I mean, I've done some crazy stuff. Peter cut this dude's ear off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you feel better about yourself. Because I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think, but wait a minute, these, these, these guys, we're still talking about them today. Mm-hmm. And at never, no point did David stop being the apple of God's eye. Man. Amen. But wait a minute, you see what he did. I know what he did. Hmm. You, wait a minute, you don't know. You don't understand. What I, I know what you Well, I don't know what you did. <laughs> and let me tell you, I don't care what you did. I'm too busy worrying about what I did. Amen. I mean, one thing you can say, you can brag about me on this one point. One I'm very good looking. But other than that, <laughs> you can brag about me about this. I got the least judgmental pastor in the world. Amen. In Thank you, Lord. In the world. I promise you, I'll never judge you. And some of you have told me some crazy stuff. <laughs> and I'll never, and I have not changed my view of you, not one split second. I Amen. Amen. Because why is this church called full potential? It's called full potential because I only see potential. Amen. But wait a minute, you're looking at all the dirt and stuff. Yeah, I know, but you don't understand the potential that's in there. Hallelujah. Because potential is not known, someone recognizes it. Amen. And then they come along and begin to speak you to where it is. You guys are way more amazing than you know. That's why I'm still here investing. Hallelujah. I still believe. But you don't understand what life I'm living. I don't give. (laughs) (laughs) You almost got me. (laughs) I'm always aware, always aware. Amen. Been doing this a long time. I don't care what you did. How dare I care what you did? Amen. Too busy worrying about what I did. Yeah. You got the least most, you got the least judgmental pastor on the planet. Thank you, you really Lord. Do. You really do. I don't care what nobody says. I don't preach the best. I, you know, I, I get that. I don't make the best decision. And God knows I ain't the best man on the planet. But man, I tell you this, no, nobody's gonna continue to love you no matter what you did, like me. Amen. Nobody's gonna ever never bring it up again like me. Thank you, Lord. Nobody's gonna not care after you say it. We're done with that. Let's move on like me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Because, well, I mean, I go to God myself. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Judge not. Let you be judged. So say whatever you want. You can't judge me. You know why? Because I don't judge. Amen. (laughs) I know how it works. Maria, where are we? I'm totally lost. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He, he has taken it away. He took it away and he nailed it to the cross. Yes, Lord. He, look at what this says. 
because we broke God's law. We owe a debt. This Amen. is my translation. A debt that is listed, all the rules we failed to follow. But God forgave us of that debt. He took it away and he nailed it to the cross. Yes, Lord. But where does it say, and we agree? <laughs> where does it say, we receive it? Hmm. Where does it say that the person that he's nailing these things is saying, thank you, Lord? No, he, he doesn't care how you feel. Amen. He's telling you because we broke God's law and now we owe a debt. And he said, listen, I got a whole list of the debt that you owe. And you owe the debt, you're wrong. Why am I yelling? <laughs> but God forgave the debt. Thank you, Lord. It's like, it's like filing bankruptcy without having the repercussions of filing it. Mm. Without having to rebuild everything in your life again. God says, nope, the debt is canceled. Nail that one to the cross. Hallelujah. But you don't understand what I, I, I said. The debt is canceled. So nail it to the cross. Amen. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. So why are you guilty? How come you can't, how come we're not, how come we're not dragging people in here to save their lives? Amen. I'll tell you why a lot of you can't, because you're guilty. How, do people at work really know who you are? I'm not talking about going in there with a cape, standing there going, super, da, 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 da. <laughs> super, super, C8, C, I mean SC, super Christian, cape huh. blowing in the wind. I'm not talking about that madness. Amen. You'll never reach nobody that way. In fact, they will run from you, and I don't blame them. Amen. I'm talking about just, man, how come, how come, how come your best friends don't know yet? How they don't know yet? Remember, the plan was to save one. It's almost October, people. Has, have you saved anybody yet? And you go, no, Jesus saved. No, you bring him to Jesus. Amen. You got to throw the preservers. You have to pull up the boat to help them. Mm -hmm. You got to bring the fire extinguisher to put them out. And then Jesus does the rest. You don't believe me. Where are we going to the last one? 2 Corinthians 5. I got six minutes. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. Come on. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. So that means, this is why I don't judge you. From this time on, we don't think of anyone as the world thinks of, of you. Meaning, I don't, look, I don't regard you like the world does. I regard you like God does. Amen. But Kenny, you don't understand what I'm doing wrong. I don't care. I don't regard you that way. Amen. Hallelujah. I only regard you the way God regards you now. So why are we so mean when people fall, man? Mm. I think about Mel Tucker, the, the Michigan State football coach, even though I, yeah, I, Michigan State wants me to almost throw up in my mouth. But I think, and their, and their team got murdered yesterday, and, I, and I'm thinking, man, Mel Tucker, he's got family, why? People don't care. Mm. Y'all know he jacked up, but it's like, man, people don't care. Yep. The world is so cruel, man. Amen. But it's so full of Christians. Yep. No, it's not. Hmm. No, it's not. People sit around and wait on people to fall. 
just mm-hmm. one of them falls so I can pounce on. Mm-hmm. God says when one falls, what are we supposed to do? Those up. that are spiritual, reach down with love. Amen. Bring them back up. Get them back on the horse. Yeah. Nah, we, we love to see people fall. And they love to see people like me fall. Mm. That's, that, but there's so many Christians. <laughs> so what is my job and your job? Is to regard the person sitting next to you not as the world does. Amen. I don't care what the world says about you. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, man. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Yeah. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. So See, listen, listen, because we regarded Christ. You know what? I was telling uh, 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 Vicky and Mike in the back. I said, man, listen, everybody loves Jesus now. People hated Jesus then. Everybody's in love with Jesus now. Even those who are atheists go, man, that Jesus guy was pretty good. Right. Even those who don't really believe he's the son of God will always say he's the man. Mm-hmm. Time magazines, you see it every time in the grocery store, they got a big picture of white Jesus on the cover. <laughs> Hair flowing. <laughs> the world loves Jesus. They didn't love him back then. Amen. And they don't love him enough to give their life to him, though. Right. See, Jesus is a celebrity. Right. But he's not a king. So he says, listen, they didn't love Jesus. They thought Jesus wasn't what he was was either. And so they're going to not think you where you are either. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. It says, but we don't think that way now. Verse 17, when anyone is in Christ, your whole world is new. The old things are gone suddenly. It's always tomorrow, people. Yes, Lord. Just go to sleep. Wake up and try it again tomorrow. Amen. Where do you leave the guilt at? In the bed. Amen. Just wake up. Go, go, go hard tomorrow. Yeah, today was shot. But man, the one thing I love about pitchers, really good pitchers, they forget really quick. Because when you give up a home run, it's nothing like that crack of that bat and then the pitcher goes, oh my goodness. <laughs> There's nothing like it. And then your, your team is out there too, and you hear pop. And sometimes when I hear the crack of the bat, I ain't even look back. I'm like, oh, that's gone. <laughs> Don't even look. You just you go from this to crack. Oh shoot. <laughs> that's out of here. And so what happens? You gotta go up to the picture and go, you know what? Dude, forget it. Yeah. You're still the man. Mm-hmm. No, he caught the fastball or you didn't place that one right. But man, we still got to get the rest of these guys out. Yep. Forget about it. Yep, amen. We're in championship game in the inner city. And, and, and I'm like, my pitcher man was the man. And he was, and the man, they were, we were up by one run. And we had one guy on second. And they only had one out. And, I, and so he's looking, and, and the coach is clapping on the sideline. Come on, come on. And he's got his head down. And I went timeout and went over there. I go, dude, all we got to do is get two. Yep. If they hit it to me, I promise you I'll get them out. Just throw the ball. Yep. Like, I know you can throw the ball. Don't be scared. Now, look at all these people. <laughs> Forget about them. Just who I throw the ball. Amen. We got out of it. Hallelujah. Somebody. Hallelujah. 
Great pictures, forget. Great Christians, forget. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Maria, come on. I got one minute. You guys all right? Yeah. Come on. All this is from God. All who? this is from who? From God. No, Maria, we make our own way. No, sir. No, Maria, we work hard and we live a great life and then we make our way. Nope. No, Maria, it's all about how I feel. Today I feel strong. Yesterday I'm weak. It's all predicated on how I'm doing that day. No, no sir. It's, Maria, what does it say? All this is from God. All this is from God. How? Through Christ. God made peace between himself and us. Amen. God made peace. You didn't get your life together. You didn't figure it out. You didn't come to yourself. Amen. God made peace with you. Yes, Lord. So why are you guilty? Maria, come on. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry Maria, of reconciliation. And gave us, go back, go back. He gave us the work of bringing people into peace with him. Amen. Why isn't this church packed? And I know we'll say, you know, people are so hard to get, man. People, I talk to them, blah, blah, and I go, I know, I know, I know. But the way you get through that is you get through that with a whole lot of prayer for them. Amen. Man, I remember times I prayed for Kim for hours. Hmm. Hours. Prayed for Mark for hours. Not just praying, taking the time. Conversation after conversation. And mostly showing as much love as I could. Mm -hmm. And then trying to hold myself and maintain a certain life in front of them as best I could, but yet still be real. Amen. And be vulnerable. Man, me and Kim would talk every day. And Kim would come down with her list. <laughs> and people always thought it was quality stuff. <laughs> oh, they're in a quality meeting. No, Kim's like, you got to explain this. <laughs> But it was a whole lot of prayer, man. Amen. And it was a whole lot of love because this is what I was thinking. Man, I really love this person. They got to know what I know. Amen. They, they got to, if I really love you, you got to know what I know. Why isn't this church packed? Well, a lot of it is because some of us are so paralyzed, we can't say anything. Amen. Paralyzed with what? Guilt and shame. He says, I reconciled your sin through Jesus now. I've done this. All this comes from me. And I gave you the ministry now. But wait a minute, I'm not worthy. I know. That's why I did it. Amen. So who better to pull one out of the fire that knows how bad it is to be in the fire? Amen. Who's better to snatch one from the, the, the grips of the devil from, than someone who's been snatched from the devil and now you know a better way? Amen. He goes, man, I understand. I understand that you're dirty. I understand that Satan has accused you. I understand that, that you, look, you, you, you don't feel as strong as you should either. And I understand you have guilt and shame. That's why all this comes from me. I reconcile you. And I need, to, I need you to do something for me. 
I need you to save one. Amen. Amen. You couldn't even get, save them. You couldn't even get to invite them. I love Sarah. Uh, uh, uh. Mike calls her pickles. I'm used to pickles now. <laughs> and, and she made a deal with her mom and her mom lost. You know what the deal was? You got to come to church. <laughs> it worked. Amen. And then she had to bring her mom to me. I'm telling on you, Sarah. She had to bring her mom to me and make her see that we didn't talk about it. Because she's like, every time I came, you were talking right to me. I didn't talk this. I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> <laughs> but she just knew if I could just get her, if I got, if I could trick her to get here. Amen. How many people you bought? Mike, we were just in California. How many people were there? And you know what it was? Everybody just, oh, come to our church. You got to come to our church. You got to come to our church. And then my friend is up there going, ah, bring them to church. Next week, I want everybody to bring somebody. That's what big churches do. They just want to be bigger. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. But my thing is, man, you can say one. Amen. Man, I... I, I got a bunch of my friends. I, 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 pick it on Kimberly today. I got Kimberly to drive, get up early and drive all the way to Detroit with me. Just from our friendship. Amen. As a friend. Amen. As a friend, you go to the bar. Right. As a friend, they can't come to church. Now, you should feel guilty about that. Know why? Because he snatched you from the fire and you know a whole lot of people that are still dirty and still burning. But you know what? Sometimes we can't say nothing because we got so much guilt on us that we can't even speak. Mm. And I go, man, if that's the case, I shouldn't be up here right now because some people probably think I'm not anointed anymore because I couldn't save my family. But I'm thinking mm -hmm. I saved my family. My family's doing fine. Amen. Julian's being raised by his parents just like we were together. Amen. But it's like, man, what people might think, and you know what I go, I don't give up what people think. Amen. <laughs> and if you don't think I'm anointed, then that's fine. Yeah. A whole lot of other people do. Amen. Jesus, that's why Jesus says, he that has an ear. Yes, Lord. Almost done. Come on, I got to get you out of here. Go. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, yeah. not counting people's sins against them. He re God is reconciling, not holding people's guilty for their sins. And he gave the message of this, he gave us the message of peace to tell other people. Some of us go, well, no, I don't know what to say. I'm not perfect. You know, I messed up. And, and my thing is, God is saying, I reconciled you. I reconciled you to, for what? Well, so I could be saved when Jesus comes. Or when I die, I can go to heaven. No, not just that. Amen. I saved you so you can save somebody else. Amen. Amen. Can, you, can you get your friend to come? It might only take one time. Can you, be, can you be smart like Sarah and go, man, I love my mom so much. I just want her to see what I see, Amen. even if I got a trick her. Hmm. 
Even if I got to make or lose a bet, I'm going to, oh, I'm just so desperate. That's the kind of love that it will take to pull people out of sin. Amen. And you go, no, I've asked 30 times. Ask 32 times. The 32nd one might be the one. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, it, use everything at your disposal. I use my friendships all that. I can get my friends to do anything. No, why? Because they ain't getting me to do anything. Say one, man. Jeez. So Pete's one? One. Oh, it's too far. One day? You can't sacrifice one day? I'm not saying be a member. I'm just saying they came with you. How long have you been here and no one's come with you? I just wanted to be clear that it's not because of your guilt, is it? Let's check that one off the list. I'm not guilty anymore. Amen. No one in here is guilty. I've given you the message of reconciliation. Next verse. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Listen, I'm filthy, I'm dirty, but God has reconciled me, and God has called me righteous, and now we are therefore his ambassadors, and through God now, we're making this appeal, not under my power, my own, or my own goodness, but through God. Yes. Now, we make this appeal imploring you on Christ's behalf to, to, to recognize who God is. Amen. To, to, to calling people through us, we speak for Christ when we beg you to be at peace with God. That's what the original text says. We're begging you to be at peace with God. Because he's at peace with you. So it's just the way you feel about it, though. Amen. Last verse, verse 21. Christ had no sin, but God made him become sin. So that in Christ, we can be right with God. Amen. You read it so they'll believe me. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So why are you still trying to accomplish things based on what you do? Amen. And based on if you fail, or based on if you win, or based on how you feel? When it's telling you right here what the rules are, God made him who had no sin become sin on the cross so that we can become righteous. This is the first revelation that Christians have to have. And I'm telling you, I know Christians have been walking with God for a long time and still haven't figured this out yet. Clue some of you. How do I know? It always starts off like this. Well, you know, I'm trying. Well, I'm struggling. Well, I'm I'm, I'm, you know, I, mean, I don't know, some days. That's just called life. Amen. You can go on a checklist of things where people would think, I'm not anointed anymore. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. This is not based on what you think. It's not based on what I think. Amen. But it is based on what I think. Yep. Know what I think? God made Jesus sin for my behalf. Yes, so that Lord. in him, I might become the righteousness of God. Yes. 
Yes, Lord, hallelujah. I don't care what you think. I don't care what I think. But I'm trying to straighten out what I think. Amen. Why are you guilty? So guilty that you, you, you're kind of paralyzed. Okay, everybody's predicting the score. One <laughs> says Lions win 13-21. One says Lions win 28-14. One says Lions win 21-14. These are all slappies. One says Lions lose 14 to 13. I haven't put my bet in yet. This is all happening. All these are believers. Right. How are you doing this at 1220? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my response. Left my phone on by mistake. Why are all you guys enjoying God's presence right now? <laughs> and Lions lose, by the way, 21 to 26. I don't think they're going to win. Oh, they, they hurt me so bad. Detroit teams hurt me so bad. I, the morning I'm running out of shirts because I didn't been to cleaners. So I'm like, I'll just get, throw something off. Julie goes, why are you wearing a tiger? I'm like, it's still my team, dude. They stink, I know. All Detroit teams stink. But man, people forgive team and they show up the next week paint their faces half blue and half silver put on stupid lion headgear and pay all that money for jerseys when the guy might have actually get traded think about everybody who has Stafford jerseys what do you do with that now and, it, and it's like people just forgive they forgive And I'm going, man, that's football. This is real life, and God forgives. So what's the cure for guilt? Forgiveness. So if anybody's, I won't have nobody stand up or anything like that, but if anybody's guilty, just please leave it here today. Amen. So you can get about the business of what God is, because you're paralyzed. Paralyzed. Come on, huh? But I do.